Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast, Extra Bits, with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton. This week, we talk to Karen Franklin about sustainable fashion and how to route through a charity shop for the best deals. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Have you bought maybe a Christmas jumper? Or an outfit for the Christmas party because there's someone you particularly want to impress. And have you thought about what happens the day after when you decide to cast it into the bin? We're talking now to Karen Franklin about the fact that own 8 million clothes are only going to be worn once this Christmas. Karen, that's a staggering amount. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's quite shocking when you put it like that. Um, but research from Oxfam tells us that uh, Brits will splash out an incredible £3.5 billion on new clothes for wow. the Christmas party season. And when you actually do the maths and say 8 million items will only be worn once and then potentially cast to the back of the wardrobe or um, a quarter of those who say they will only um, wear the item once, um, also acknowledge that um, they may well throw it away so it could end up in landfill. Then you realise we've got to get proactive. And um, I'm recommending a New Year's resolution in which we say we will never throw another item of clothing away because Oxfam are one of the few... um, charities who will take any clothing waste no matter how what kind of condition it is in and um, prevent it going into landfill by either cutting it up making it into rags for insulation um, or sending it on to another supplier so we don't have to chuck it away not saying don't have fun not saying don't have a great time um, planning an outfit dressing up feeling great just saying buy consciously and dispose of it consciously and so my question is who really is to blame because i was thinking about this as you go past all of the windows and all of the shops there's a new version of a sequiny thing or a Mm. glittery thing and generally they're manufactured to only wear once i this is the first time ever i bought a christmassy outfit of sequins and all of the sequins have come off and it wasn't cheap and so, but now I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to pay to repair it because it's only really something I'd wear at Christmas. 
And so where, what comes first? Retailers just creating less sort of fiddly Christmassy clothes that you can wear after Christmas or shoppers saying, actually, I'm not going to buy that thing um, or trying to dispose of something that they've bought, generally thinking they would probably wear it again. So I don't think anyone thinks I'm going to buy that to only wear it once. No, and that's a really good point that you made. And, um, you know, and there are there are different levels of buying, aren't they? Now, you know, value retail, where um, retailers are offering garments incredibly cheaply, mm. which means that to a certain extent, it's bought so cheaply that perhaps the person who owns that garment simply doesn't value it and mm. doesn't think that it deserves, you know, a second or third outing and doesn't think it has any um, kind of resale value at, at charity level mm. is one thing. But you're saying that you it wasn't cheap and you paid quite a bit for your sequins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that is very poor. I, you know, as a as a sort of seasoned shopper, although I don't buy that much these days, I would say, obviously, if it's outside your statute, statutory months, I would still be having a relationship with the retailer and saying to them, listen, I bought this whenever you bought it. And it's substandard. It's not good enough. Um, I will certainly be telling my friends that there's no longevity or quality to the garments that you sold me. I expected it to last longer. You know, we do have a certain amount of power. I'm a a huge believer in the power of the purse. Mm. And that, you know, retailers particularly are very concerned about their their online image because you could be on Facebook or whichever platform you use and spreading this information, including that in, including their brand name in it, I would certainly give them a chance to redress your this issue before you do um, get vocal about it. But I would encourage you to be vocal about it because that simply isn't good enough. Karen, do you think the fashion industry is getting better and being more sustainable? Because I feel like we've had so many conversations, certainly on this show as well, about, um, you know, uh, the high street and about fashion and about, you know, clothes are ending up in landfill. Uh, Do you think things are are moving forward in in the right way, in a progressive way? Well, we've got, this is a massive industry. We've got at one end, we have got value retailers, which is the sort of pile it high and sell it quick. Mm -hmm. Um, We've certainly got a growing number of ethical retailers who care about carbon footprint, who care about sustainable materials, fair trade, that the worker is paid a living wage. um, And that, uh, you know, the... Uh, the customer actually gets a quality item. Now, sustainability costs money, so not everybody feels they can support that way of, of you know, manufacture and that way of, of buying clothes. Mm. So we have to make choices ourselves. You know, there there's a, a kind of new a sensibility within the fashion industry called conscious design which is designers addressing what part of the process they can bring better ethics to because there are so many elements to it that you know you you can't do it all straight away and obviously that does have an impact on your prices 
But we, as shoppers, we could also uh, implement that conscious purchasing strategy where instead of thinking that we are entitled to buy a number of garments for a very low price, we could actually make a choice about buying one garment that has got several sustainability factors to it and choose to value it. I have um, been for some time repairing my clothes and darning my clothes and really valuing them rather than just letting them run down, if you like. Um, so, we, you know, we can make choices. Karen, this is fascinating. I want to keep talking to you about it. We're just going to take a little quick break and then we'll be back here on Badass Women's Hour XL talking sustainable fashion. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Vogue, striker pose. We are talking to Karen Franklin here on Badass Women's Hour XL. Karen, before the break, we were talking about sustainable fashion. I wanted to ask you about the concept that I only heard about a few weeks ago of the Friday night dress. And this is apparently something that's been driven by social media, which is young women wanting to constantly be seen in a new outfit. So they buy a dress for Friday night and it's very cheap. They buy it online. It costs them a 10 or 15 quid. They wear it. They take all their pictures in it. And then next week they buy another one. Do you think social media drives that? Um, I definitely think there's been a change in behavior and that people are creating digital avatars of themselves in which they, um, I mean, uh, you know, the people you're talking about are buying an item, but, you know, there's there's lots of report of um, people actually ordering the item, photographing themselves in it, and then sending it back without, um, you know, so that they're, they're kind of generating a, a sort of turnover, but there's no money changing hands. And so what I, I want to introduce is perhaps the idea of getting those you know party outfits or good looking outfits from a second hand store so just to give you an example if you put that same 10 pound into a, a garment from an oxfam shop that could provide clean safe water for 10 people in a refugee camp and um it Oxfam send 100% of the money from their stores they've got 610 up and down the country directly to um you know that whole 100% of money goes so that idea that you might buy a piece of value fashion and wear it once could we could actually say is that a cool thing to do and what could be maybe a more a conscious thing and i think a cool thing to do would be to create um a unique look from styling yourself up from garments that you can get in a charity shop. And I shop with both my adult daughters in charity shops. And one of the fun things that we enjoy doing is you look in the labels to see perhaps garments that have come from abroad or even sometimes there are some amazing little vintage finds. You're getting something that's unique you're getting something that there there aren't you know a hundred thousand of those in the stores they're actually that's something that won't be seen that party season i'd love to think that people might consider that when you know this is the season of goodwill although i do i do hear what you're saying but i've got to be honest my experience of shopping in secondhand shops is not great it's not an enjoyable experience everything's all over the place it 
inevitably smells a bit musty and it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have what I have. So is it is there kind of also a bit of a, a rebrand that needs to go on on the other side mm. as well? Which is how do we make that a better, more exciting, more interesting experience? And I, I just want to jump in on that as well. And um, Karen, I, I'm completely with you. But I've done a lot of the work in, in the sustainable fashion space and I'm going to put some of the onus back on the retailers. So to Harriet's point, actually, if we want people to go into secondhand stores, they need to figure out how to start merchandising. I'm a Morgan girl, you know, <laughs> age 16. You know, I was working on the shop floor. I can't shop on merchandise. I can't even shop in TK Maxx. So it'd be really difficult for me to, I give my clothes to charity shops, but I, it, I would struggle to, to shop in them. And when you compete, those the charity shop has to then compete with a Boohoo or a Misguided or an ASOS who are pulling out all of the stops to make everything look glossy and easy. Um, and I think it, retailers need to do more to share this message or put their sustainable brands up front or create less Christmas well, tax. I heard that Oxfam have an online shop. Is that right, Karen? You yeah, can... they do. They have um, over 100,000 items online. And that might be an easier way to think about shopping mm. because obviously it's photographed as flats. So that takes out the musty smell for a start. <laughs> um, for me, that happens to be part of the charm. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Aladdin's cave, that treasure trove of looking through the rails. And half the fun for me is going with you know, companions so that you're not just looking for yourself, but you're looking for other people. So you're holding up things constantly going, what about this? No, what about that? <laughs> um, whereas you don't get that fix online, but then I am, of course, old school. <laughs> and I know that online is a big deal for most, but I was um, really surprised to hear that there were there's so many items on display constantly being restocked. And that mm. I'm going to give you the uh, website for that, which is Oxfam dot org dot uk slash shop and of course if you want to find out more about what oxfam are doing you can get that from the site i'm very excited to you know to see the way that many young people are wanting to consciously shop now and not everybody can afford sustainable prices Mm -hmm. i recognize that value retail you know has a, a very important role to people on on to to play for people on low income but that doesn't mean to say that these clothes aren't valuable and don't have a value so the way that we treat them with the knowledge that we will pass them on is just as important. Karen do you have any top tips for um, charity shop uh, hunting because I used to be an avid charity shop girl in my student days in fact mm-hmm. I got a bit obsessed I'd have to go to all six charity shops in my hometown <laughs> of Ipswich before I could go to college because I was looking for those like vintage Levi's and the cool denim yeah. jackets uh, but now I will go into certain charity shops but I, it tends to be based on the area that I'm that I'm in there's certain mm-hmm. areas that I feel have little gems so is, what, have you got any any good tips for people who are sort of embarking on a charity shop mission well it is interesting isn't it is that you know you can sometimes have a high street that will have half a dozen charity shops in them and you know my daughters and I both say we consistently do well in some of them and in other ones they're just in out in out I you know I often feel you can tell by when things are too closely packed on the rails Mm -hmm. so that you can't move the garment and have a look at it 
straight away you talked about merchandise. That's someone who hasn't understood how people need to look at the garments. I, I'm like a heat-seeking missile when I go in a store. <laughs> I can you know, immediately suss out the fabrics that have some complexity, that have a bit of quality, that you can squeeze a fabric and feel the, the bounce in it, the sort of luster in it. If there are too many thin, flat, um, solid colour garments, I'm straight back out. It's When you go somewhere and you can see that there are patterns, that there are woven fabrics, that there are weaves, there might be tweeds, you can, you can get a sense that there, there are some heritage garments here and maybe this is where um, perhaps older people take their clothes because they feel comfortable here. And let's just flag up, you know, we, we will have... Um, people now donating clothes that they no longer wear, bought at a time when, you know, clothes were manufactured in the UK and there's real quality to them. And you can, you can also tell that from when you look at the inside of a garment, the way in which it's finished. I can tell a lot from the graphics on a label and, mm. you know, whether the label's embroidered, for instance, or whether it's just a print, but, but generally sort of a, a patterned uh, fabric that has more elements to it than just a very thin jersey block colour. That's the thing I lift off the rail to to look more closely at. Mm, I feel like I've just learned some very good tips there that I'm going yeah. to take. Um, Karen, thank you so much for joining us and chatting sustainable fashion. I think I definitely I need to be more aware of what I do with my clothes once I'm done with them because I just if I'm being good, I jumble them into a bag and take them to the charity shop. If I'm being bad, I jumble them into the bag, market charity shop, leave it by my door for six months and then bin it. So mm. a lot of them will be collect more it proactive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good on that. on just booking a collection. So st- stocking stuff up and booking in collection, then they can just take yeah. the lot. One, two, three, four! This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and MS Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.